In the early 1800s, in the United States, a quiet professional revolution occurred that was barely noticed. The owners of a small woolen mill in Massachusetts decided they wanted more business than what was walking in the door. After some brainstorming, they hired a man to take their samples to shops in faraway places and to get orders for future delivery. This was a completely radical concept to sell anything at the time, and it worked. But they were not called salesmen. They were called drummers after the old-time peddlers who beat drums to attract an audience. Within a few years, the idea took hold, spread to other mills, and the modern-day sales profession was born. The first hero to adopt these methods formally was named John Patterson, who founded a company called National Cash Register, or NCR. He created the first national sales force where he organized sales training for his newly minted professionals. In his employ was a guy named Tom Watson, who founded IBM. And when you became an IBM salesman, you spent half your time in the field and half your time training how to be better in the field. And Tom Watson's greatest mantra, if you stop training, you start sinking. I have here with me today on the show, who I consider the modern day Thomas Watson. His name is Grant Cardone. You've probably heard of him. But in 2008, I read, which to me, the most important book in two generations on the sales professions called Sell to Survive. Grant subsequently built on that foundation, wrote a lot of other books, created Cardone University, and is now one of the stars of the Discovery Channel's Undercover Billionaire. Grant dedicates his life to one mission. He goes to work every day in the service of someone else's success. And in all of his work, he hammers home the principle. Grant will hire the persuasive, positive, and confident applicant hands down over the one who offers little more than a polished resume. Welcome to A Climb to the Top, Stories of Transformation. I'm Chuck Garcia. Our show today is sponsored by Climber, C-L-M-B-R, the most efficient full-body cardio and strength fitness machine available with instructor-led on-demand climbing and fitness classes. Key investors in Climber are Novak Djokovic, Jay-Z, and Ryan Seacrest. To learn more about Climber, CLMBR, and purchase one for your home at a 20% discount and save up to 500 bucks, go to get.climber.com, get.clmbr.com, input the code CHUCK20 for a 20% discount. Grant, welcome to A Climb to the Top. Chuck, great uh, great to be on your show, man. Oh, it's great to have you. Thank you very much. When I, I, did, I didn't know that story. I didn't know that story that you opened with about uh, Tom Watson and, and uh, that, that, that's an awesome story. Well, the reason I opened that, Grant, is I've read everything you have written. In fact, while I love them all, I'm going to hold up Sell or Be Sold. I think that was my favorite, if for no other reason, as much as I love Sell to Survive, I felt it was a compilation of 10X, of all of the principles you brought. And when you think about your books and you think about the opening, bringing sales training that you either train or you sink, was that always conscious when you're writing your books about that specific concept? 
Yeah, so 2008 had just, the Lehman, Lehman collapse had just happened. And I realized at that time um, that sell, sell to survive, by the way, was later turned into seller be sold. Right. And um, yeah, it, felt, it felt like it, but, but it, it, it expanded on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and what happened in 2008 was if you were the CEO of a business in 2007 and 2008, you were just a salesman. Like if you didn't sell and, and selling had become a real thing, you, we prior to prior to 2008, really money was being much like today. Things were being sold because money was being destroyed and printed. Right. And uh, today, uh, I mean, you got to sell. You're going to have to sell something at some point that that's real. And the people the people that you, you hear about the Robin Hood companies and so many companies that they're just, you know, printing money and paper to, to act like they actually have some value and maybe they do, or maybe they don't. I don't know. But I think we, we come to that reckoning day again, where you're like, okay, you're only as good as you can get in front of contacts. This is what I proved in an undercover billionaire was I didn't have any money, didn't have contacts, didn't know where I was. Uh, never been there before. I had a hundred bucks to my name. Now I got to go, do I sell something or do I sell someone on doing something with me? So I yeah, think I, want, the- I, want, I want to talk about that because to our listening audience, Undercover Billionaire is on the Discovery Channel Wednesdays at eight o'clock. And I want to particularly lock in on the second episode, which I, I, I enjoyed all of them, but there was something about that. So Grant, you are you work under the alias of a gentleman named Lewis Curtis. Before I get into what I wanted to say, tell us about Lewis Curtis. Who is he? So, so uh, just for your viewer, in case they don't know about the, the, the show, Undercover Billionaire, it's on Discovery Plus. It's on their app. The show's been so successful that at the same time they were dropping this show, they also were dr- uh, introducing their streaming app to the public. They pushed this show to where you only can watch it at Discovery Plus. Yeah. And the traction they're getting for their app is unbelievable. So that's number one. Number two, undercover billionaire is basically where an individual gets dropped off in a city he's never been to, $100 to their name, an old truck, can't use your contacts, can't use your personal name, can't use your credit facilities, uh, and you have to build a million-dollar business in, in, in 90 days. I told Discovery I would build a $10 million business. And I would do it in less than 90 days. <laughs> and I demanded that I use the name uh, Curtis Lewis. But when we searched Curtis Lewis, my name popped up. So we flipped it to Lewis Curtis. My dad's name was um, Curtis Lewis. My brother's name was Curtis Lewis Jr. And so I was Lewis Curtis. Curtis. I was wondering, how'd you come up with that? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, you know, because Discovery basically combined three shows, that was not the agreement we had when we did this. It was going to be a standalone show. Right. Um, I think they're trying to follow three different scenarios. A right. lot of those stories get lost. Yeah. But I got dropped off in Pueblo, Colorado yeah. with a hundred bucks. It was 15 degrees when I got dropped off there. I don't like cold and I don't like <laughs> altitude. Right. I was at 9,000 feet, never been there before. Uh, Pueblo is a city that's been suffering for a long time economically. Uh, had a hundred bucks in my name and no place to sleep with three hours of sunlight. So uh, this is a real show about a guy that gets dropped off, no name, no contacts, no money. And I'm going to prove to the American public, Chuck, over the the 12 episodes, I'm going to prove to the American public that the American dream is real. 
that you don't need money, you don't need contacts, you don't even you don't even need a lot of time, but you do need a strategy. Well, I want to talk about. In fact, I I want to highlight some of the things. In fact, when I watched that particular episode, the second one, I thought about all of the books that I read about you. So to our to our audience, Pueblo, Colorado, is 115 miles south of Denver. So it's beautiful, nice. You know, it's it's a Colorado thing. But what I want to talk about, Grant, there were a few key tenants that you you really talked about in the show. And, and, and for those that haven't watched it, imagine the first thing you have to do is drive traffic. And he was representing a company that sold mattresses. So what do you do? Well, you were the modern day drummer. You were beating the drum, so to speak, because you grabbed a sign, you went out to the highway and said, we got to get people in the door. But I want to talk about a few key concepts here. One of the First things you said when you were in a dialogue about what's going to be your strategy and tactics for selling, you said, times change, people don't. As you were reflecting, all right, what am I going to do here? Tell us about that because the world changes so much, yet you're coming at this with a very fundamental principle that the guys selling the wool back in the 1800s might have thought the same thing. Yeah, so look, this is not, you know, Facebook and Instagram, anything that drives traffic, Google searches, um, the game has not changed, okay? The technology has, okay? The words have, but the game's not changed. Uh, when I went to Pueblo, I watched the first season with Glenn Stearns and I watched Glenn go out and sell tires and uh, try to sell a house and sell a car. I'm like, dude, I'm not doing all that stuff. That's ridiculous. That was a complete waste of time. In my mind, right. watching that, I'm like, oh, that's stupid. You're, I'm trying to build a million dollar business. I told, I told Discovery, I bet a million dollars on myself that I could build a $10 million business in 90 days. I don't have time to sell stuff. But what I did do, and if you go back and watch, what you'll see is I did a deal with a guy. I only called on business owners. Mm -hmm. That's the only person I ever talked to in the whole show owned a business. And the reason I did that is because I only had this much time and I wanted to call on people that were qualified, able, and willing to do something with me. Mm -hmm. So I had to find three things, a qualified buyer, business owner, able, they can write a check. Three, do they want to grow their business? I found a guy named Matt Smith that wants to grow his business. He does not want two companies. He wants three, four or five. Okay. So I didn't ask Matt what he wanted. It was obvious traffic for 2000 years since the beginning of time, Jesus wanted an audience. Like you got to get an audience. Right. And, and every company wants an audience. Everybody wants an audience. If I was starting my career over again, I wouldn't be a sales guy. I'd be, I'd be an advertiser. I'd be a media guy. I'd be getting people traffic, right? So uh, what I did for this guy was I basically worked for free and said, hey, I w- I'm going to take you, you. If you invest five or $6,000 in, in an ad campaign, I'll do all the work and I'll get you a 3x return on your money. And so what I did for him, he spent the money. I went and did the work. I spent two days. You you see me do this for like one minute, two minutes in the show. I spent two and a half days driving traffic to his store. Mm -hmm. Uh, What you don't see in the show, unfortunately, the way they cut TV, it just pisses me off. But what you don't see in the show is I end up doing $91,000 in sales for this guy. That was the biggest single weekend he's ever had, ever. And he only invested $5,000 to do it. Right. 
what we report on is fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars for the show, but within a two weeks of that, we were following that traffic up that we generated, and it resulted in almost a hundred thousand dollar weekend oh, for only a five thousand dollars spend. They cut that, dude. You know why? Because they don't want to make it look too easy. <laughs> okay, hold, hold that. You borrowed the second principle that came out of it. And the reason I'm telling our audience this is you can read his wonderful books, but some key things came here. The second thing, you borrowed the P.T. Barnum. Without promotion, something terrible happens. Pause for dramatic effect. Nothing. Nothing. You said promote, promote, promote. You use yeah. the rule of three. Talk to our audience about all of those that have their great idea. What happens to them in the absence of promote, promote, promote? The, the, the first, the third, first three uh, things that you need to do in business is promote. The second thing you need to do is promote. And the third thing you need to do is promote some more. <laughs> right. So like the, the best businesses in the world are promotion-based businesses. They're yeah. not, they're not the best product. Best product almost never wins. Best talent almost never wins. Um, I mean, look that, at last night, yeah. huh? Yeah, that came through. In fact, what you said, even on the show, is the the one the, the one who is best known that rises above best product. Best best product. known beats best every day. Okay, Microsoft was a better known product, not a better product, a better known product, and beat Apple's pants off for years. Right. So uh, you you got to be you got to be best known. And, and too many small business owners, they have zero budget for their, for, for their promotion and their advertising. People think that promotion and advertising costs money. It never costs money. What costs money is no traffic, yeah. no opportunities. Phones don't ring. The doors don't swing, you know, and then that, that's what really costs money. I, I would like to describe to our audience when I watched you in action, what I knew, if you're going to drive traffic into a strip mall, into a mattress store, there's only so much you can do on social media. You had a different idea. And I loved the physicality that you brought as to how you're going to promote all these cars driving by on the highway. Describe what you were thinking about. How the hell am I going to drive traffic into this store? And how did you do it? Well, if I get discovered, I can't use the business. So you got to remember, and, and, and I don't think they did a great job of saying this. If I get discovered, I, I got, I don't know, 13 million people that follow me on social media. Yep. Not one time in the 90 days I was there, did I, did you see my face on Lewis Curtis on any social medium? Correct. So the other thing I did during COVID, by the way, is I destroyed the idea that you have to be on social media to build a business. Right. I also debunked the idea that you need money to build a business. You don't need your own money. You do need somebody else's qualified and able and willing to spend money. Well, you, you uh, made the point, and I remember this because it rang in my ear. You said opportunity is more important than the money. If you just yeah. do, do what you're trained to do, the results will come. So stop thinking about the money and start thinking about the discipline that you teach people to do. Yeah, look, everybody's trying to get a paycheck. What you really want is equity. I wanted equity. I'm trying to build a business. I'm trying to build a million, $10 million business in 90 days. I'm not trying to get 500 bucks. Yeah. So, so the moment I needed money, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sell my phone. True story. I told Discovery, I'm gonna sell my phone. And they're like, no, you can't sell your phone. I'm like, it's my phone. <laughs> you right gave it to me. <laughs> and then also I'm gonna sell my truck. And they're like, you can't sell the truck. The truck is part of the show. And I'm like, hey, you know what? Sorry, guys, that's not the deal. I need money. Yeah. And they're like, well, go sell something. I'm like, no, I'm going to build a million dollar business. I'm not going to sell trucks like Glenn did. I'm not going to go sell junk. 
I'm not going to go sell baseball cards. I'm not going to go do that TV stuff that you guys want me to do. That's not the deal. You guys said that you were going to follow me. I'm not going to follow you. You're going to follow me and I'm going to build a business. And, and like, I was fighting with the crew Chuck the entire time, like, cause they, they want to make a TV show. And what I wanted to do was prove to America that you can build a million dollar business in 90 days with no money, but you can't do that selling pots and pans. Yeah. Zig Ziglar, Zig Ziglar was never, never built a business that could stand on its own, like, and, and really build a company. He was a great salesman, but being a great salesman is different than building IBM. Indeed. I, I, I want get, to get to another point in just a second. You are listening to A Climb to the Top Stories of Transformation. I'm Chuck Garcia. My guest today is Grant Cardone. Our show today is sponsored by Climber, C-L-M-B-R. Go to get.climber.com, type in Chuck20. It's the input code to get a discount on what is a revolutionary piece of, of climbing equipment as the climber in me heavily promotes it. I love these guys and I hope that you will all consider it as well. Grant, something happened in that second episode that to me, and I wonder if you were conscious about this, it was probably the most empathetic moment that I've ever seen you in all of the YouTubes that I've seen. And let me describe the scene. You just talked about earlier, you had to sell your car. And while you needed the cash, it was, it was cool watching your negotiation. But you said something to the seller and you said to him, thank you very much. You, you, you expressed your gratitude. You did more for me today than yeah. just sell the car. Now, it yeah. hit me like a damn lightning bolt. Yeah. Salesman and me recognize you did something that a lot of people forget to do about how it makes us feel. Were you ex explain that scene if I haven't done it justice and were yeah. you conscious of that? Because I thought yeah. that was to me the most heartfelt part of the show. Thank you. And I think a lot of people missed that. When I saw it, I forgot I had done that, but I saw <laughs> that little thing I did, yep. which was to show gratitude. Like I got beat in that negotiations. Right. I got beat a little bit. I, I expected 3,500 bucks for the truck. Yep. Uh, what you don't see, again, they cut it out, was I got a $25 gift card from the, from the Hanging Tree restaurant, which has <laughs> uh, holistic foods. I had got a $25 Starbucks card and two packs of Marlboros. And I don't even smoke don't cigarettes. Smoke. <laughs> right. I don't smoke, but I was going to use them to trade with people, right? right. Like, like, oh, good point. That's still a currency. Oh, totally. Right. totally it's valuable totally. to someone else. Good point. Totally, dude. Like, if you ever, if you ever need help, have a lighter and a cigarette. Right. <laughs> right. You're going to find someone to barter with. A smoker. A smoker. Like, if you want smokers don't feel good about smoking. So if you, if you want to, you know, like it, it's a way to, it's a way to hook up. It's a way to get, it's why I went to the gym. I went to the gym because people are working out there. It's very, very easy to talk to people there. And that's why I'm so proud of this show because there's so many takeaways. But tell that, us about that moment though, because while I, I stopped, I actually stopped watching it. I said, oh my God, this dude, it's, is an empathetic moment right here. And, and that's why I'm telling you, there's so many, without being, without reading a book, you, there's so many teachable points in this show. Right. Um, I've already, I told Discovery, I said, guys, I'll buy this show back from you because I'll put it in the schools. I'll put it in every school in America because it's, it's a way to teach how to be an entrepreneur. At the end of this sale, basically I tell the guy, look, hey, I just want to tell you something. You've done more for me today than just buy my truck from me. What did you mean by that? Well, one is, one is I'm acknowledging the power of momentum. 
okay? A victory, any victory is better than no victory, okay? A little tiny victory. The way to get more victories, more momentum is to get victories and momentum. Wins are more important than money. And I had been, I think at this point, eight or nine days without a victory. And, and so what it got me was it got me back in the game. It got me, it got me back in the winning column, right? It got, I had moved the ball down the field just a little bit. And so I'm telling, expressing uh, to him, uh, hey, thank you. You've done more for me than you know. Right. And, and I think it's important that we, that we tell the universe, to whoever's listening, God, whatever, or, or yourself, Hey, thank you. I'm grateful. Thank you for helping me. Thank because I don't know if I'm gonna do business with this guy again or not. Well, what you were showing was two things: a very high EQ, emotional intelligence quotient, which I loved. I picked up on that. But also, uh, what I couldn't see: did he? And maybe they cut it. What was his reaction when you expressed that empathetic moment? You've done more for me than just the car. Yeah. Did he? It hit him too. It hit him. It hit him too. I'm selling an old piece of a rundown old truck, but I'm taking the time to thank him like he gave me a million dollars. You right. know, there, there's, I've been teaching this for years. Treat everybody like a millionaire. No matter how you feel in that deal, in that exchange, in that negotiations, treat people like they just gave you a million dollars. Yeah, and you did that. And I think while I watched all of your tactics unfold in front of us and, and, and people, as I watched it, people were watching you. What's the dynamic? What's he doing? That moment of empathy, that's what made me feel, damn, this guy is good. All the other stuff was great, but thank you for that moment. And thank you for Discovery for not cutting that because I think yeah, yeah, yeah. volumes yeah. to where we are in the world today about how we feel other people's pain. I felt your pain during the negotiation because I knew you needed the money. You kept saying, damn, I need the money, but the car's worth more than that. But God, I got to find a way. And even though you were disappointed, it never stopped you from expressing the gratitude that you felt, man, you're, you're just another partner on the path to my success. So thank you for bringing us that moment. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Look, look, success is a contact sport. Sales is a contact sport. Money's a contact sport. How you make contact with human beings yeah. How you make contact, keep contact, maintain contact is going to determine how many contracts you get. There's, there's not a lot of difference between a contact and a contract. Right. It's just, it's just an R. You know, it's just the letter R and the R stands for relationships. Indeed. I want to finish up here with my favorite chapter in this book. And I'm pointing out to our audience in the event that you don't have a view on us, we're on YouTube, but we're also on a lot of other networks. I'm holding up a book called Sell or Be Sold. Now, I spent most of my time at Bloomberg learning how to become a salesman. And thank God I did under the tutelage of a billionaire who taught me how to sell. Yet, when I read Grant's Tactics and I read this book, I opened up and I read a chapter in chapter 17. And I want to point this out the biggest sale of my life. Now, Grant is out there selling mattresses and he's selling all kinds of other things, but in, and I wanted to quote something from the book. The first moment I saw Elena, I knew I'd found the girl I was going to marry. And as I read this chapter, it hammered home everything you talk about that sales is not just a matter of professional development, Everything you do right out of Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People has to do with your ability to inspire, persuade, and provoke. Elaine did not take a shine to you initially, <laughs> yet 
Yeah. You granted, so to speak. Tell us, and I want to finish up with that, this very heartfelt thing. You speak so much about your family. I love seeing it all on YouTube. Yeah. All the wonderful success that you've attained. I felt this was your greatest sale. How come? Yeah, so, so this was, uh, you know, the, I very much wanted a relationship. I was 45 years old, and, and I, I was done with the single crazy life. Um, I had done that, been there, done that, as they say, and, and uh, I wanted a family. I wanted children. I wanted the right partner. Um, I was very immature, still am probably very immature today, so it takes me a while to grow. Um, when most of my friends had kids coming out of college, I was getting married. Right. and having my first children. I got kids that are 10, eight and 10 years old and I'm 63. So um, yeah, uh, Elena didn't want to have anything to do with me, but you know, most of the people that, it, most of my best clients didn't want to have anything to do with me. Right. Uh, I have lenders today at Cardone Capital. We've done $2.3 billion worth of real estate deals. Uh, I borrowed a mil $1.3 billion some of those lenders wouldn't even give me a loan in the beginning. You know, now they're my best, my best lending choice. So, so just because there's an old adage about first impression is most important. I never bought that, never agreed with it. I've never agreed with it in my lifetime. Some of my best relationships have been first impression was awful and I was able to change it. I think last impression is more important than first impression. And it goes back to that moment when I sold the truck him giving me money is one thing. Him having a great last impression of me is more important than the first impression, more important than the money. The last impression matters more than anything. And not, not only the last impression, Grant, this is the Maya Angelou quote. They, he may have forgotten what you said and what you did, but he's never going to forget how you made him feel. And yeah, what, I'd right. like to do, what I'd like to do, and thank, thank you for sharing the Elena story. It was wonderful as I read that because there were so many other things that I noted man, this, this hit home. This hits home for all of us. This isn't just about, here's all the features of the widget and here's the benefit. It wasn't like that. It was heartfelt and it was a wonderful narration. Grant, while you have done so many wonderful things, this is our opportunity for you to talk to our listeners. What do you want them to think? What do you want them to feel about their endless possibilities? And then what do you want them to do with all of this? Let, let's, let me just throw out that. Yeah. So, so number one thing I'd want people to think is like, look, the American dream is alive and well. That's why I did this show, Undercover Billionaire. And, and um, I did it because I want you to know would not just think, no, the American dream is alive and well. I don't care who you are. Like, you don't need to read a book. You just need to watch this show on Discovery Plus. You will see me go from zero. You will feel the, the I understand, I understand what it feels like to have no money, to, wor to worry about food, water, and shelter, and to be a nobody in, in America, and, and have a timeline. Like, like, these are all the reasons all the reasons people don't do anything is they have excuses. I don't have money, I don't have time, and, and nobody knows me. I debunk all three of those. So the thing I'd like you to do is just go watch the show and decide for yourself. My name's Lewis Curtis, I have no money, no one knows me, I don't exist on the internet, you can't find me on Instagram, and yet I get dropped off in a city I've never been to, and I end up making contacts with people this is a real reality TV show. It's not a Kardashian show. It's not produced. Nothing uh, that you see happen didn't happen. There's a lot of stuff that you actually don't get to see happen, but uh, I was there 2,100 hours. You get to watch me for, I don't know, 300 minutes. 
and you get to see whether I build a million dollar business in 90 days or not. And what, what, are, what our listeners and our viewers see is a transformation of a gentleman named Lewis Curtis. You may know him as Grant Cardone. Right now, the only thing I see when I watch it is Lewis Curtis and his transformation. I see the culmination of strategy, tactics, but most important, the heart that Lewis brings to the initiative that he doesn't have a choice. In fact, Grant Cardone once said, it's harder to not succeed than it is to succeed. So get out there and succeed. So to all of our listeners, I'm Chuck Garcia. You have listened to a Climb to the Top Stories of Transformation. Our show today was brought to you by Climber, C-L-M-B-R. Go to get.climber.com and put in Chuck20 for the code for a 20% discount. Grant Cardone, what a pleasure it has been to collaborate with you. Chuck, thank you so much, man. I hope we do it again. Thank you very much for coming on to the show. We are signing off. Good, not, good night to our listeners. Please tune in Wednesday at 8 o'clock on Discovery Plus to see Undercover Billionaire and the transformation of Lewis Curtis. Thank you so much. Signing off. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.